Listening Dog Media. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Offside Rule with Lindsay Heeper and Natasha Dowie, promoting women's football since 2013. Welcome back for our mailbag edition of The Offside Rule. It drops every single Friday. We have a few questions posed by people from within the game and from fans. We want to address that big void that is no real women's football phone-ins. And let's see how we can get this momentum going because we've already had quite a few people get in touch. I've got some questions lined up for next week already, but please do keep commenting and follow us on social media, whether that be on X, Instagram or TikTok. We will find you, follow you back, send a DM with some details of how you can get in touch with the show. Tash, you really enjoyed this last week. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it's great. It's great to get questions from even people you know, people you don't know, and just really the interest in the women's game. And it gets your thinking brain on. And on the main show, you already um, mentioned the fact that there's quite a few people that have followed us for some time at the offside rule. One of those people is Adam. I'm hoping I've got the right one here to play out. And this is question one. And he's also got an opinion about it here as well. And so my question or my opinion is to do with the career pathways of young players. H- how do loan deals and dual registrations help to further a young player in the top division, the WSL, and their career to break into a team's first team? I've seen so often that players go on loans and come back to the parent team and then don't break into the first team. I know it's incredibly hard to do so. Anyway, the standards are rising and rising each and every year. But so many players I've seen go on loan to championship sides, say, or even other WSL sides. I'm thinking Emily Ramsey from United to Everton and then signing for Everton, for example, off the top of my head. Um, we've had other players say Ebony Salmon go on loan to Bristol City and then not make it in our first team, for example. So how do youth players make that jump from being a youth player and going on loan and then coming back to a player's first team? 
So it's good to see you all back. And I have saying Royal Pod, one of my favourite women's team pods out there. Keep going. Good luck for all. See you later. Bye. Before you get into that, Tash, um, first of all, Adam, I feel like he had his thumb over the microphone right at the beginning of that message <laughs> and then it clicked in. But this is all in reaction, Tash, I suppose, to us highlighting lone players in our chat last mm-hmm. week and it got Adam thinking. So, yeah, giving what he's had to say about the amount of youth players that go on loan and then don't get the opportunity. I mean, what, what do you think? First of all, I just need to give Adam Bateman a shout out because actually I remember when I was playing, he was always quite active on Twitter wanting me to go to United and saying that they should sign me. So I just want to say thank you to Adam for the support throughout my career. He was always great on the socials. Um, But you know what? It's a great question. And I think truthfully, Lindsay, it just depends on so much. I think massively it depends on the player themselves, you know, their mentality, their work rate, their talent. Is the loan move a good fit? You know, does it suit their playing style? You know, do they get the minutes they need? That also depends on a lot. You know, the manager, the squad, rotation, all these things. I think there's just so many ifs and buts. But truthfully, I think we're in a good place. I can. I look at the good examples that I brought up earlier. Your Grace Clintons, your Beaver Jones, your Jess Parks, you know, your Lucy Parrys, for instance, at Liverpool. I do think... You know, there's quite a lot of success that's happening, but it is getting harder. It really is. It's not easy. Um, But the most important thing for me is, is minutes for players, you know, and I think when teams do loan players out, I do believe it's because they think they've got potential to bring them back. But then that loan move, it, it has to be a success, I guess, for them to then take the step to come back. And that doesn't always happen. But then when the, the, the examples that he actually um mentioned I don't think they're bad examples you know you look at Ebony Salmon okay she didn't take the step back into Manchester United but she's still playing in the WSL first team football at Aston Villa has gone to be successful over in America so it's not like these players have just disappeared or not taken another step yes maybe they didn't take the step to United but they're still playing and you see it even in tier three I know I keep going on about the Liverpool feds but we've got a couple of under 21 players um, from United and from Liverpool that are actually getting kind of dual signed to the feds to get them more minutes to get them playing against women more physical players and actually the feedback that we've got from Liverpool and United is that their game's gone up another level because they're competing against stronger players so I think it's going to be happening and happening a lot more and it's quite exciting I think I think traditionally and this is maybe something that can evolve going forwards but English clubs have tended to do the loan moves either to America or down the pyramid in England. And there has not been as much activity in Europe in particular. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we see more established players. We've had Nicole Rolser on this week. She was talking about Georgia Stamway going out to Bayern Munich, and that was the first English player. She was established senior player. But why can't we be doing that with the, the younger players more? Mm-hmm. Is that something that could eventually grow bigger? I think that's a great idea. And I think if I was a younger player... That'd be incredible. You know, the opportunity to go and travel and to play abroad and different language barriers, different cultures. I think if anything, that'd be an even better learning curve. So yeah, spot on. This that, that could be a great shout. And maybe that is one of the areas that Adam's getting at, which is it's if we keep going down the traditional path that we've always gone down, it's about clubs making those new relationships, isn't it? And and maybe one day as well, Tash, we might see these conglomerates where 
there's an English club and they also have a partner club in Belgium and they might have one in in Italy as well. We could see that starting to emerge in women's football as it starts to grow even further. So there might be more opportunity for that to happen. Who knows? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, We have, I think you should set this up now because it's a very familiar voice to you. Um, (laughs) Who has posed a question? We had Kate, who was um, formerly from the offside role. She's still very much involved, but taking more of a backseat this season. Uh, She posed us a question last week and this week, Tash... We've got the best tackler that's ever been in women's football. I Probably one of the best defenders I've ever played with. Oh. Um, and my partner, Becky Easton. So, yeah, she got involved today. What a defender she was. Hi, Lindsay and Tash. Becky Easton here, and I have a question for both of you. After this season, the WSL and the Championship are due to be taken over by a new company called Newco. What changes, if any, would you like to see made to those two leagues? Look forward to hearing from you. I'll go with you first. <laughs> you know what? I, I think it's a great question. And it's one that I think a lot of people are quite excited about. I think it's exciting. I think it's going in the right direction. But if I was to maybe um, suggest a few things, I think there needs to be more teams in the league, truthfully. I think 12 isn't enough. Um, So I think we need to increase that because if you look at the teams like your Newcastles, your Burnleys, your Wolverhamptons, who are associated with Premier League men's teams, I think potentially there's room for expansion. So I think more chances for young English players to play then, which we've been speaking about. Obviously, we probably will get more internationals, but I think that only strengthens the league. But then more coaches, more opportunities. We spoke about it last week, more female coaches potentially in the game, more opportunities there. So I think that's one thing. And another thing for me, I think as well, is I want to be able to watch every game. And I don't think that's that's not a possibility right now. So show every game, you know, let us watch every game. The demand is there. So let's get every game on to be able to watch. So they would be probably my two main things, Lindsay. Yeah, I, I think the FA player did feel a bit of a gap in terms of how many games we can watch. I mean, that's how I am prepping for this show most weeks when I'm doing all the championship games. Um, but you're right, there are still some that fly under the radar and you don't get to to cover. I actually did Arsenal Everton recently um, in WSL and it wasn't on anywhere. So we were just doing updates for Soccer Saturday and I was just, you know, really thinking, how can this not be going anywhere? So, um, yeah, I think in terms of of getting more, that would be great. For me, I think it's about the investment in the academy structures because 
I now start to think of the comparisons between men's and women's football. And you look at how if you've got a really young, raw talent at the age of eight or nine, if you're a young boy, you're getting looked after for life and you're probably going to be looked after financially as well (laughs) from a very early age. That is not happening in the women's game. And I think we're losing too much talent that way. Um, I would like that scouting network, which probably at the moment can't, it can't afford to go further than what it is at the moment. But hopefully with this sort of investment, maybe a few hundred thousand or a million will be able to go towards clubs being able to bring through the next generations and hold on to them for longer. I think we could go on and on though, where we would want money to filter down, couldn't we? Oh, I know. And it's great. And it's all changed though, hasn't it, Lindsay, as well? Because they used to be centre of excellence, but now they've scrapped all that, haven't they? And they only have like, I think it's Liverpool anyway. I think they only have a 16s, 18s and 21s team, but below that- They don't bother. There's nothing. Whereas back when I played, they had like the younger groups, but I just find that bizarre. I think it's really gone, like that's backwards in my opinion. Yeah. I'm sure there's there are things that everyone else is screaming right now. Like, I want this, I want that. We want to know. So get in touch with us at Offside Rule Pod. This is the way that you can get involved with the mailbag. Um, tell us what you'd like to see that investment going to. And we'd love to hear from you. So just comment and follow and we'll reply and get you to send us a voice note. Like this one, our final one for this week. Hiya, it's Sam, aka Staterino here. Glad to see that the pod is back. Uh, the question I wanted to ask is, the key to Paris has been in great form recently. Do you think she deserves to be in the next Lionesses squad? And then a slightly different question, do you think she will be in the next Lionesses squad? I'm going to say let's just answer the first part of the question because as we're recording this, the Lionesses squad is being announced. So we will know the answer as to whether she will or won't be. Um, but first of all, should she be? It's tough. Look, I played her in Nikita. She's a great player. She's up against some really, really talented centre-forwards in this Lionesses squad. And I I look at her at the moment. She obviously missed out on the World Cup. And I think she's gone away this summer, worked really hard. And she's in a purple patch right now. You know, she's playing well. She's scoring goals. I think her her stats this season, she scored 8 in 12 this season. Compared to last year, she scored four goals in 21 games. And then at Arsenal, one goal in 18 games. So compared to her last two seasons, she's performing well. And I actually think in a crazy way... Russo leaving has helped because I think one, she's got more game time um, and two, obviously I think that's allowed her to then score more goals because their main centre forward now has left. It gives her a bit more of a spotlight, I guess, in that Manchester United team. And look, except for Lauren James, she's the second highest English uh, goal scorer at the moment. So she's in and there, she's in there. But look, who who does she go instead of? Chloe Kelly, five goals. So no, Lauren Hemp, six goals. Lauren James, um, 12 goals. Beth Mead, four goals. Russo, five goals. Rachel Daly, six goals. Fran Kirby, look, I know she's only scored two goals and she's a different player. To She's more of a midfield player. So really, I don't see who she's replacing out of those, you know, seven players. So truthfully right now, I don't think she's breaking into that England sword. But if she keeps going the way she is, you know, she's there or thereabouts. She's not far off at all. And that's all she can keep doing, scoring goals, playing well. And then if one of those players that I've just mentioned maybe, you know, doesn't perform, then she's going to definitely be the first player that's that's getting that call up. And I think there's a lot of players on the fringes. I think a, a, a Grace Clinton's on the fringe. I think there's a few players that 
are there or thereabouts. But credit to Nikita. You know, she's she's playing well this year. Grace Clinton is no longer on the fringe, Tash. She is in. So February is internationals, in? the England squad has been announced. Um, we'll we'll touch on midfield and forwards just because we're answering Sam's question here. But Grace Clinton, Frank Kirby, Jess Park, Georgia Stanway, Ella Toon, Kira Walsh in midfield, and your forwards. And I just can't see how Nikita Paris disrupts these lot. Rachel Daly, Lauren Hemp, Lauren James, Chloe Kelly, Beth Mead, Alessia Russo, as you mentioned. And in preparation for this question, I was going over previous squad announcements and thinking about who'd got into the team and and who I would pick Nikita over. And one of those was probably Katie Robinson. But Katie Robinson hasn't even made this squad. So... I just think that Nikita's suffering from, and we've seen it in the men's game at times as well, that the competition for the position she plays in is fierce. Um, and yeah, you're right. She just has to keep doing what she's doing. She's got that experience, but it is going to be really, really tough because I also think, and I don't know whether you agree, but Serena seems to be one for going younger rather than sticking with experience if she sees enough and if, if, they, if she gets the trust of a player or she trusts them. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Lindsay. But great to see Grace Clinton in. I think she deserves that. She's been a breath of fresh air this season for Spurs. So, but yeah, keep going, Nikita. Uh, having a great season. And and look, she's having fun at United. You can tell she's having fun. And that's the main thing. You know, getting selected for your country is just that added bonus. And I'm sure she won't give up. But I think, yeah, you're spot on there. Serena does tend to like to find those younger players that, you know, are for the future, I guess, of the Lionesses. Uh, to round off, um, we might as well cover the rest of the squad. So goalkeepers, Mary Earps, Hannah Hampton, Kiara Keating. Great that Keating's getting a chance, but poor yeah. Ellie Roebuck, she needs a move, doesn't mm. she? She definitely needs a move, yeah. Too good to be sitting on a bench and not playing, so I'm sure that'll be something in the summer that's going to be happening. And then defence, um, Leah Williamson back in, and Lucy Bronze, Jess Carter, Neve Charles, Alex Greenwood, Maya Letizia, Esme Morgan, Lotta Wubamoy. I don't think there are too many surprises there. Obviously, if Millie Bright was fit, she'd be in there, wouldn't she? But uh, strong, there aren't, strong there aren't that many surprises, but those are the February internationals. Um, great timing with your question as well there, Sam. Thank you for getting in touch. We will have more from the mailbag next Friday and the main show returns as well next Tuesday. Keep listening to The Offside Rule wherever you find us. Keep commenting, sharing, engaging. That's what it's all about. We want to keep growing that community. Uh, and basically, don't don't let Tash have a day off. You know, Just make sure you send a message at least one a day. <laughs> the Offside Rule mailbag. Send us your questions on social media. We're at Offside Rule Pod. Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.